hey, back off, big man. I may work with the chicks, but not with me. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. What we've got here is failure to communicate. She doesn't even go here. Some crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith. I'm joined tonight by a guy who, uh, he could say he's, uh, he's half a bubble off a of plum, but he's ready to, ready to go nonetheless. A, re- a recurring guest on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, first time being introduced first, Rudy Rudolph in the house. Ooh, I like the feeling of it. I feel like we might have to make this a, a permanent thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Supplanting uh, Sean in the batting order. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, I'm doing. I'm doing great, man. I don't know if you asked me how I'm doing, but I'm doing great. <laughs> and, uh, it's implied. It's implied in the intro. <laughs> uh, I'm just thriving. So got my got my stimmy today. All right, so that's okay. got that going for me. My neighbor's starting to scream, so. <laughs> That'll be good. Wife sneezing, but yeah, things are good. <laughs> you already got that money allocated for a oh, little yeah. bit of it's, a spending. It's, it's it's spent already. It's already been spent. <laughs> so you've already done your stimulating. Yeah. Hey, you know it's your it's your social responsibility. You got to do what you got to right. do. <laughs> Just off the top, Sean's not with us tonight. He uh, everything's fine. We're not arguing. There's no uh, contention am- among the uh, podcast hosts. We're, the band is still together. It's just sometimes, you know, the schedule thing doesn't line up. And uh, yeah, so it just didn't line up tonight. So we're, we're, you know, we couldn't go three weeks without an episode. So we're, we're uh, turning one out without him. But uh, never fear. We do have a third guest. You're not just going to have to listen to Rudy and I ramble back and forth for hours. We have with us tonight... Coming in as the pinch hitter, the minister of motion pictures, the reverend of real talk. He's a youth pastor freelancing as a podcaster. He might not be ordained, but he sure ain't ordinary. In fact, God made him last after he got tired of making everything else the same. He's built different, ladies and gentlemen. Also across the internet, from Orlando, Florida, Jared Burkholder is on the pod. Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am. I'm excited to be here. I've, you know, actually, I this is shouldn't be my first time on, <laughs> on the podcast, and I have a little hurt feelings about not being invited for my previous Ooh, movie man. suggestion. So just just putting it out there. You know, I was I was thinking back about that. So Jared previously suggested that we do three men and a baby, and uh, wow, I don't know why we didn't invite you on for that one. I don't know why it <laughs> why it's. <laughs> Slipped my mind because that has been our policy to date, but now I feel bad. So we're really starting well, starting this podcast out on the right. right foot here. <laughs> that's all right. We're we're even now. You feel bad. I felt bad. So yeah, it's great. Good. You just come on our come on our show and shame us right off the bat. So interesting strategy, but I respect it. Now, uh, Jared's been a longtime listener, longtime uh, writer into the podcast. If you're uh, if you ever listen to our Pony Express segments, you're familiar with some of his thoughts. So. We're uh, we're glad we could finally uh, get in touch with your people and uh, set this up. You're a hard man, yeah. to, hard man to coordinate with. Yeah, apparently, I had to go all the way to Orlando just to be on the <laughs> on the podcast. You had to go further away so, to get closer yeah. to the pod. There you go. 
no i'm excited i'm excited this will be fun also <laughs> full disclosure this is our second time uh in podcast history and su- and uh <laughs> and now subsequent subsequent weeks of having to uh start the podcast over on a second night we got about uh halfway through the podcast last night and then uh we we ran into some <laughs> some record recording issues so uh but you know we went back we retreated licked our we- licked our wounds licked our weens <laughs> we licked our wounds <laughs> we rallied and we're back back for more back to get this pot out to the people so that's exciting that's right before we go any further a few production notes you can uh you can follow along uh with the podcast's social media output on Instagram at loose concept pod you can uh, write in, write an email to us uh, at uh, to looseconceptpod at gmail.com, or you can uh, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts and you can uh, rate and review on there. You can't review on Spotify, but you can listen to it on there. So, a um, couple notes on that. Do we have any reviews? I, I didn't even check. No, no new reviews on Apple. No new reviews on Apple. If you do leave a review on Apple, we will read it on the program, though. So that's right. I don't know. Is that a deterrent? Do you think? <laughs> should we maybe not? <laughs> maybe we should not promise to do that. I guess it depends on how scathing review it is, or how uh, accommodating it is. Yeah, I've been hoping for some more scathing reviews. So, uh, you know, if you have a scathing review, feel feel free to send that. Yeah, all press is good press. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, just still give a five star, but give a scathing review. That's right. Yeah, so exactly. Happy we only medium. read five star reviews. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Five stars, and then you're uh, you can say whatever you want. The <laughs> other ones we have erased by uh, our hackers. We have a team of them. <laughs> crack team, crack team of hackers. Are they uh, are they with the interns in the basement? Yeah, yeah. They, they chill with the interns. Nah, nice. nah, dog. They're 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 paid more. We value them <laughs> higher than the interns. <laughs> anyway, speaking of writing into the podcast, oh, you hear that? <laughs> He's bringing it back. <laughs> it's coming closer. Ah, it's the po- loose concept Pony Express. This time, uh, the Pony Express message is coming to us from Instagram. Ooh, this is from our our. Uh, our West Coast Director of Marketing and uh, Public Relations, Greg Farns, writing in. He's got uh, got some thoughts on the podcast length. Hate to rehash this every, sing- every single week, but <laughs> people keep bringing it up, so I feel like we have to keep discussing. But uh, Greg writes in, a thought on pod length. What if you accommodate both parties? The best part of the length is the amount of content that allows you to go off on your tangents. Mm. So keep the same amount of content, but double speed or even 1.5 times the speed to keep the short pod peeps happy. Brilliant concept, if you ask me. <laughs> also, here is evidence of someone in Sean's corner. Team Sean, he writes, all caps with five exclamation points. So, oh, well. It's excessive. It's a, it's a shame Sean can't be here to uh, see that someone is on his team, but uh, maybe he'll listen to this. So. I don't know, Jared. You are your your camp. You're on the you're in the uh, keep the pod the same length camp, right? 
Yeah, I was just wondering though is it on you to make the podcast one and a half speed i feel like that's on the listener i i listen to podcasts at one and a half speed um just normally so maybe that's why i don't care about the length but uh <laughs> but i don't think it, it's something that you can do i think it's up on the listener to to do one and a half right half speed you know you would so. think some a little personal agency that's right jared do you feel like you just walk around and everybody's talking really slowly <laughs> um no, it's weird because I feel like in conversation it's normal, but like when I listen to a podcast, especially if it's a podcast I've been listening to and I listen to it at normal speed, it, they they talk slower. So it's like I've gotten to know these podcast hosts by them talking by their fast, fast speed. speed. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> does it feel like could be like so, who's that? So talking to us in our actual voices, does it feel like we're going really slow? Should we speak faster to uh, help you feel more <laughs> more uh, at home? <laughs> no, I think you're all right. I think you're all right. <laughs> okay. You know what we should do, Rudy, to start messing with Jared is when we record the podcast, we'll just have to talk really slowly. <laughs> so, I love that idea. So, so when so when he puts it on 1.5 speed, it'll sound like we're just talking normally. It'll sound like we're just talking normally. <laughs> this is another episode of Loose Concept. <laughs> the solution would just then to bump it up to two times. Oh gosh, ah, that'd be so fast. There's too much again. I don't know if I can handle two times. Though. That's, that's pretty fast. There's too much math going on here for me. I'm I'm such an idiot that I usually listen to my podcast at half speed. <laughs> mm. I just want them to go on forever. <laughs> never never end the never ending podcast. <laughs> I'm the only person in the world who listens to Joe Rogan and says, you know what? I wish this podcast was longer. <laughs> I need this to be seven hours instead of three and a half. Oh, jeez. Oh, what can I say? Anyway, Greg, thank you for that possible solution. Listeners, if you go into the Apple, I don't know if you can speed it up in Spotify, but on Apple, mm. you can speed it up. So if you're one of these people that want it to be shorter, try, uh, try that. This method might work for you. If not, write in to looseconceptpod at gmail.com or into our Instagram. And uh, yeah, you can explain why this is a terrible thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, or you can leave a five-star review and say, I don't like the length. Exactly. Too long. Exactly. I love it. Jared comes on our pod and is just immediately urging people to leave five-star reviews for the whole time. It's great. I'm all about it. Five-star review. Well, anyway, now that we've officially discussed that ad nauseum, People are tired of listening to our podcast length discussion. Let's move into our next segment here. We're going to talk a little movie news. This is uh, some potentially some potentially massive news. Came out yesterday. Um, we're recording this on March 17th. So this news came out March 16th. That uh, the uh, the much maligned, much uh, the very controversial uh, movie ticketing uh, app and card subscription system movie pass is possibly uh making a revival returning to the scene um for all you people who are unfamiliar with the movie pass this the movie pass existed in uh in 2017 and 18 for a span of a glorious span of a year or two where you could pay ten dollars a month and see as many movies in that month as you wanted and uh for us uh cinephiles it was uh 
is a time of excess, excess and uh, yeah. beauty. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't here for a long time, but it was here for a good time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I saw way more movies than I would ever actually normally see during that time period, but uh, I don't regret it at all. Yeah. So it, this news that it might be coming back is a little bit uh, bittersweet because I don't know that I'm ready to fall back into that uh, movie theater addiction that I had for, for a brief period of time. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. $10 for a uh, unlimited movie sounds pretty good. See, is it going to be 10 again, though? Or is it going to be like the weird, like, oh, it's actually 15 a month and you got to pay extra for the good movies? Yeah. You know? I don't That's know. Point. Jared, were you ever a movie pass card holder? Uh, I was not um, <sighs> because we had kids. And so going to movies was oh, not, yes. not worth the $10 a month. Because I think it was per person, right? So, like, I'd have to pay $10. Megan would have to pay $10. Yeah. So it would be $20, and we'd probably only see one movie, and so yeah. it would be that much anyway. So Responsible Brutal. responsible father. You love to see yeah. it. Yeah. But it makes sense, though, if it's coming back, it's movie theaters with all these streaming services, all the movies going directly there. They probably yeah. want to get people back into theaters to sell that popcorn. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Currently, uh, MoviePass.com, the original website, just has like the message saying how MoviePass is no more. But if you go mm. to MoviePass.Ventures, there's a countdown clock saying MoviePass, the movie is about to start in four days and 14 hours. Let's go. Ooh. And the uh, the verified MoviePass Twitter account has started tweeting again. Not really anything about MoviePass, but just a, bu- a bunch of random tweets about actors and movies and things. So. Mm. It's all very mysterious, so just something to keep an eye on going forward. The situation we'll be monitoring very closely. Yeah, big time. The movie pass was so lit. Best, like, eight months of my life, I think, when I had that. It's all been downhill from there, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) I blame movie pass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you you blame a lot of things on movie pass. I feel like it worked out though. 2020 would have killed movie pass anyway because that's true. No one, no one could go to the theaters. Big time, yeah. Valid point. Great time for it to be coming back though. Great time. I don't know. We'll see. Just something to keep an eye on. You heard it here first, and actually, you heard it on Variety.com first. If you <laughs> also if you peruse that website, <laughs> but if you don't, then you heard it here first on Loose Concept. So. That's our movie news for the week. The movie pass Twitter is active again. But speaking of Twitter, we launched a Twitter account for the podcast. So if you're you're on Twitter and you want to just read some, you know, like uh, lukewarm movie takes on your timeline <laughs> every now and then, you can uh, follow Loose Concept Pod uh, on Twitter, and uh, we're going to be doing some tweets from there. We already got a, got a few going. Um, so yeah, we're all going to be tweeting there from there. So it's going to be a a, a wide plethora of uh, takes because we all have Sean, Rudy, and I all have very uh, different different yeah. opinions on movies, as you're probably aware of by now. You might see uh, at Loose Concept Pod respond to at Loose Concept Pod <laughs> saying this is the worst take ever. <laughs> but it's going to be, be an it's going to be an interesting thought experiment to uh, say the least. So we'll see. Yeah. Just another way to keep in touch with the boys when the pod's not on. So go check that out. Moving on into our next segment. We've, uh, Jared, this segment's on you. When we have guests, we, uh, we generally give them the option of either going 
one of two routes with their their pre-feature film segment. They can either talk about constructive criticism, where they just Mm. criticize our podcast, or we give them the opportunity to break down their own personal top 20 films list. And Jared, Mm. you are the first person to be willing to take on this challenge of a top 20 list. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's adequate. Uh, I was... It's a little stress. It's an adequate list. <laughs> it's an adequate list. I put a lot of thought. Uh, you know, it's big pressure putting together a top twenty movie list. Oh, this There's is serious. A lot of movies out there. Yeah, but uh, but I feel like I also kind of mixed in a little bit of uh, constructive criticism there at the beginning. So I think I got both bases covered. Oh, there you oh, go. Uh, so multitasking. You love to see yeah. it. You love to see it. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna go through Jared's list here. Just be real quick. So for the short podcast people, don't. Just relax. Don't, don't explain every movie. Uh, or you can fast forward in, in this seg- segment. Just fast forward about uh, five minutes or so or whatever. I don't know how long this is going to take. Could take the whole episode. It could. Doesn't matter. It's our podcast. We get to do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Jared, yeah. you said you have this divvied out into sort of you know segments of five, which is kind of what, what the boys here on the pod did. So um, let's talk about these first first five movies in the twenty to sixteen range, sixteen to I twenty range. That, that sounds about right, right. Yeah, and to kind of preface this list, I it's hard for me to rewatch movies. Okay, I have such a, a memory of movies when I think of a title, it just I can picture the whole movie playing in my mind. Guy, guy comes on the pod and is just bragging about his photographic memory <laughs> to us. Uh, I like to think that it applies in other areas of life, but it seems to only apply for, for movies. So you weren't just uh, acing uh, math tests in high school? No, it was not, no. <laughs> it's just just for movies. Just, if it, if the math was a movie, then maybe, maybe I could have gotten yeah, it. Gotcha. But, uh, <laughs> that would be a very boring movie, probably. Hey, you know, uh, a skill is a skill. You got to use them where you got them. That's so. true. So for the most part, these movies are ones that I would be willing to rewatch. Uh, they're that I think they're that good, or they're movies that um, really inspired me or blew me away with plot twists or just originality or other aspects that make it. I think a good movie. Okay, so, that's a good uh, good uh, criteria to follow. I think yeah. your criteria was probably better than ours going into <laughs> when we made our top twenty lists. So, so ours is more just is this movie tight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in no particular order from 16 to 20, I have Toy Story, uh, Gettysburg, uh, the Martin Sheen. The Mar- Martin Civil Sheen's War spectacular. Concert. Yeah. Isn't that like uh, seven hours long or something? It's, it's about that. No, yeah. it's not seven hours. I remember watch, we watched it. We watched it. We had recorded it off of TV uh, when uh, I was younger. Uh, I think it was on TNT or something like that. And so that's yeah. why I remember it. I now own the, the DVD, but. Like I remember watching it and fast forwarding through commercials. No, nothing like popping in an old VHS mm-hmm. with the uh, that's been taped from TV. Yeah. You got like a commercial for like syrup in the middle of it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, that's Megan and I have been watching. It, this is a side note. Megan and I have been watching uh, the Amazing Race back going back like season one, two. Wow, from like two thousand one, and uh, when the, it's on Hulu, so we watch the commercials. But I'm like. Told her the other day, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if like commercials from like 2001 like, <laughs> popped up in the middle of this show? Like, that would make it more interesting time capsule. Than, than watching the same old commercials that Hulu throws out. You know, not to become like an old guy on the pod, but kids, the kids today, they just don't know what that's like. They don't know what it's yeah. like to see that that analog film static going across your VCR screen, having yeah, to get up and rewind. fast forward. 
Yeah, rewind. They're missing out. It enhances the experience, I think. Anyway, yeah. Gettysburg with, Mar- uh, with Martin Sheen. The, the Patriot. Love Mel it. Gibson. A classic. Ocean's Eleven. Yes. And Another classic. Lord of the Rings. Uh, and I put Lord of the Rings Return of the King because it's the, the end, but they're all kind of one Correct. big story, so you can't really... <laughs> Correct take. Just uh, throw them out there. And all, uh, all 25 endings of that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of frustrating. It's like, oh, it's over. Oh, nope, not over. Nope, that's still not over. That movie never ends. So out on Lord of the Rings, but that's a topic. Topic for a different day. I was disappointed they didn't have the actual return to the Shire episode, like when they had to like free the Shire from that's in the book. Got to got to watch those uh, extended editions, dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movie's too long already. You can't watch it. Right? Yeah. Edition. Talk about a six-hour uh, commitment. Gettysburg's got nothing on the extended extended Lord edition yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, moving into the what eleven to fifteen, uh, we have Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. Okay. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Did we have a Did we have Indiana Jones on any of ours? I think Rudy, did you yeah, have one? I had it. Yep, sure did. Was it that one? Yeah. Raiders. It was. It was Raiders. Oh, there yep. you go. Okay, we already got some overlap here going. I dig it. I dig it. Yep. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, another another pod favorite right there. Yeah, yeah. we have uh, Fight Club. Ooh, not so much. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> oh, I think that yeah. I is an episode on that, right? I think that might be the one on, one of two episodes I have not listened to. Uh, I haven't listened to the Tenet <laughs> episode because I'm still holding out to watch it. Oh, okay. Um, and not getting like spoiled. So, well. Yeah. <laughs> Of those two movies, one of them was good, and the the other one is Fight Club. So, <laughs> Fight Club. have you re have you rewatched Fight Club? I'm assuming I don't think no. I have. I just watched it once. So, see, I I'm too. Gonna leave it, I'm just going to leave it that. If I only watch it once, then I don't have to worry about. Yeah, I was gonna, that's. I think that's the key because I, I too thought it was good after one time watching it, but uh, after watching it the second time and then recording a podcast episode for it, doesn't hold up. Yeah, might not be a popular take, but. It doesn't. No, that's the right take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after Fight Club, we have Shutter Island uh, with Ooh. Leo. Little little mm. uh, t- teaser of some uh, potential uh, loose concept things to come. So. Keep your ears open about that. Okay. And then uh, the 1994 Lion King. Love so, it. The, nice. The original animated classic. I don't know if we had any animated movies on our uh, top 20 list. Yeah, now that I think about it, I don't think I did. Although, you know what I would put on there that's just like an absolute heater is the uh, the old Disney animated Robin Hood. Oh, the yeah. freaking Robin That is good. Classic. Yeah, it's classic. All right. Moving into the 6 through 10, we have Knives Out. Love it. Uh, Black Great Panther. Very Thor Ragnarok. Remember Love the it. Titans. This is a great list. Oh, he's crushing and this. Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Sick. Knight. They're all great. All great. I mean, I've had my had my qualms about Marvel movies before, and I don't don't know that I would personally put any in my top twenty, but I, yeah. I respect it. Hey, to each their own. And then uh, the top five. Again, no particular order. Uh, we have Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, a classic. Classic Tom Hanks. I never. <laughs> Uh, I've never seen it, but everyone says it's a classic. So I, <laughs> I, just, I just, anytime uh, Saving Private Ryan comes up, I'm just like, ah, yes, a good one. Oh, uh, yeah. So Private Ryan, uh, Princess Bride, 
such Ooh, good love horrible it. movie. Love it. Uh, Star love Wars: it. A New Hope. Love it. Also love it. Which I believe could stand alone. It, I watched it call oh. probably a month or two ago and watched it. I'm like, this could be its own movie. One hundred percent. Need a trilogy. One hundred percent. We don't need to find out who Darth Vader is. He can just yeah. be just be the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, then Inception. Love it. A classic. Shawshank Redemption. Interesting. So that's that's a generally a pretty consensus number one movie oh, yeah. of all time. You're just you, this is just this is a list for the people. You know, the, this yeah. is for the yeah, people. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Love it. <laughs> Make be, the people be, happy. Be crossover. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of a lot of crossover with our list. I, I mean, I can't can't rag on it. I was I was getting amped up to come in here and just tear someone's list to shreds, but I, I just can't. Elijah's favorite pastime. <laughs> My favorite pastime. Trashing other people's opinions. <laughs> I set the bar so high that when other guests come on and try to do top 20, they're just not going to... It's going to be hard to, hard to compete. I respect your confidence. Right. I respect your confidence. <laughs> you know, we're, we're 20 minutes into the pot here, and he's, he's feeling good. I love it. This is great. Getting loose, baby. He's already slandering other people's top 20 list that they haven't shared yet. <laughs> I respect the confidence. Word. So, first person to share a list that wasn't one of the hosts. I dig it. A strong list. Very strong list. So, uh, But the gauntlet has been thrown down. So, future guests. It's on site. So, word. Well, thanks, Jared, for putting that together. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. It was, it was fun. I think it's about that time to uh, move into the feature film of the week. Let's go. You guys ready? Big time. This week on the podcast, as we announced last week, we are going to be breaking down. Actually, we announced it two weeks ago. We haven't done a podcast in two weeks because the interns were lazy, but that's a different topic. Anyway, (laughs) Jared, we'll let you do the honors. What are we talking about this week? About Quigley Down Under. Set your sights on adventure. Set your sights on romance. How's about you and me taking off all our clothes and going swimming? Set your sights. Everyone knows about you. On a hero. Matthew Quigley. Matthew Quigley. Matthew Quigley. I wanted to hire the finest long-distance marksman in the world, have I? Tom Selleck. Quigley, down under. Rated PG-13. Quiggly down under. Quiggly. That's a knife. Nah, that's a knife. Not this movie. Different Australian. <laughs> <movie>. different, different. <laughs> also, you know, just a, a veritable all timer right there. Quiggly. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile noted Dundee, noted yeah. podcast favorite. I think we've already uh, talked about that ad nauseum on a different episode, but freaking love Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> And I mean, mm. I have just have thoughts on Australian movies in general, but we'll get to, we'll get to that in one of the later segments. We'll let you kick this off, Jared. Best thing about the movie, and well, if you want to start off first, why you thought this movie would be a good one to talk about on the pod, and then what you think the best part is about the movie. All right. Yeah. So I I came across this movie um, over over Christmas. I was at my parents and uh, was up and looking at Netflix and it was on Netflix. I'm like, Oh, I like Western movies. And so, and I like Tom Selleck. And so oh, yeah. I'm like, I'll watch it. So Megan sat there on the couch reading her book and I watched the movie. So I'm like, Oh, this would be a great movie to, 
to share it, you know. Love and maybe I, I need maybe the next one needs to be not Tom Selleck. But, uh, we'll <laughs> I see. was gonna I was gonna say your we'll first see. request you put in was a uh, three men and a baby, another Tom Selleck classic. Yeah, which so, <laughs> I guess I guess we had some interesting thoughts on that one, but yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a I weird, sense an obsession. Weird movie. But maybe maybe uh, three men and a young lady will be uh, will be next. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the best part, the best part is Tom Selleck. Yeah. Um, by far. Yep. So are you just, are you just a, a kindred spirit in the, uh, mustache fandom? Is that, is that the, uh, the main drive here in the Tom Selleck suggestions? Uh, maybe, but I think he just, he plays that rugged, confident, but not overconfident oh, yeah. person so well. Yeah. Um, and you know, even from, even from like Magnum BI and things like that, he's just the suave, classic suave guy. Yeah. So. Just totally relaxed at all times. Yeah, Maximum yeah. relaxation. He's never on edge. Never in he's, doubt. He's, he's such a mountain too. Like he's six four and he yeah. just like towers over people. Yeah. Just yeah. like the same resting face all the time. Like never smiles. Just like Yeah. I mean with a face like that, you don't need to smile. It's just like no. an all time face. <laughs> I think yeah. in all of human history, like if you made a list of all the faces that have ever been had by anyone, Tom Selleck has a top ten face. Yep. It's accentuated sure. by the stash, but, you know, I think he, with well, or without the stash. I think no, the stash he, is Does like, he not have the stash? Like, is there ever a time in movie or TV history he doesn't have a mustache? I saw a picture. If you go through the uh, through his IMDb, there's some pictures there's in there. There's some pictures? Yeah. I feel like they're, they're shocking. Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're a little jarring, a little jarring, for sure. Still, still a great uh, face. So. Okay, yeah. Tom Selleck <laughs> for the best. Rudy, what did you have for the best? Yeah, it's uh, the best part to me was the reaction of Quigley when uh, Alan Rickman's character gives him the proposal to kill Aborigines, which was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it was the only proper reaction to have, which was throw him out of his own house. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like so perfect, <laughs> you know, because that's like it totally fits the character, right? Like he's yeah. not really. He's a man of few words. He's a man of action. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like get up and walk. He's like, I just sailed three months to get here. <laughs> and you're gonna and this is what you want me to do. And he just chucks him out the house. It was it was terrific. Throwing you out your own house. Peace. I love it. Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. So I was thinking it would be uh, Tom Selleck as well as I was watching it. But um I think in general, just like the concept of this movie is great. I think mm. the overall, like the best part is the idea of it and that it's a Western, mm. but it's not in, you know, the American West. It's like in the outback in Australia, which is a whole new, like totally other wild place, which just makes it for, you know, makes it different than most other Westerns. You know, it's not, mm -hmm. it's, it's close enough to what we think of when we think of the wild West, but also you know, different enough in that you're like a little bit, you know, you're still intrigued, but you're like thrown off the whole time a little bit, you know, yep. which I think is a key thing. And I think that's really like what makes the movie good is the, the, the way it differentiates itself from some other Westerns. I think there's some, some problems with that as well, which we'll get to when we start talking about the worst part. But, um, that's like, I think that's the key to what makes the movie work is that the setting and the concept of this cowboy in the outback and the differences, but also the similarities of that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it was nice that he was, had to survive in, a, in an environment he wasn't familiar with. Exactly. Oh, and he still still prevailed. Uh, yeah. In a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my movie critic take. Movie critic guy Elijah coming out right there, <laughs> <laughs> like it's my job, which it's not. But if you want to hire me to critique movies for your publication of any kind, <laughs> hit me up. Anyway, that's my that's my plug for myself. Let's uh, move <laughs> into the worst part of the movie. <laughs> so, for me, I'll start the worst part. The um, for me, the one of the worst parts of the movie is that it carries something over from a lot of other Westerns that are sort of like mid tier Westerns and that there is constant soundtrack throughout the whole thing and it never Mm. really stops. And it's just like this movie could learn a lesson from, uh, you know, another movie we talked about on the podcast, Jeremiah Johnson. There's a bunch of action scenes and Mm. just regular scenes where there's just complete silence and uh, it really gets you, puts you into the environment. This movie, it's very similar to like some Westerns from like the 40s and 50s where there is just like, you know, has this sort of cheery theme playing through the back Mm. of it, which is like, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, what sort of delineates good Westerns from that time period versus bad Westerns from that time period is some of the, the soundtrack usage. So that's really my biggest qualm with this one is just like, the music. I think there, there's like some aspects of it that are like, I don't know. It just sounds like a commercial, like a cowboy TV mm. commercial or something. Gotcha. I, don't know. I remember uh, you, you mentioned about Jeremiah Johnson, how much you liked the fact that there was a minimal soundtrack. Yeah. It was just like letting the music. And I got to take about this movie connecting it to Jeremiah Johnson. Should I hold it for miscellaneous or should I let it rip right now? You know what? No, let it rip right now. We're on All the right. subject. This is Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> this movie is Jeremiah <laughs> Johnson in Australia. <laughs> Australian got, Jeremiah Johnson. You got him going to a new land that he's totally unfamiliar with. He is he befriends the natives. Not not he befriends the natives. Jeremiah Johnson earns the respects of the natives. Mm. Yeah. He has this weird family where he's got, you know, a wife that's got kind of they came across oh, weird circumstances true. and they have an adopted son mm. who's like not related to either of them, but mm. and he's got the child. I didn't even think the about that. Child. Dang. Um, well he's a man of few out. words like Jeremiah. And the last thing is the weird government agents. Like in Jeremiah Johnson, you get those weird guys riding on cowboys to help the Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> and here you got the weird like British agents that ride in. Just randomly <laughs> cruising around. Mm. Yeah. I dig it. That's a great, great take. I love it. Yeah. That makes so much sense. The only the only difference, though, is that rather than being the guy who doesn't know what he's doing when he's out there, like Tom Selleck True. is the guy who knows exactly what he's, he's doing. The expert. Yeah, yeah, he's even though he's in a different place, he's still like the expert. Whereas Jeremiah Johnson, you have that dynamic of he's like learning how to do stuff, which I guess is sure. kind of different. But yeah. no, I love that take. That's, that's, that's a great good take. Yeah. Um, t- to me, the worst part of the movie, and I think I said this in the Jeremiah Johnson episode, too, <laughs> uh, the heaviness, man. And I like I know westerns mm. need to have like a sad aspect to it. Yeah. But I just felt like this was like super brutal. Like, okay, really? you got this guy who's trying to commit genocide. <laughs> On these people <laughs> and you know there's just a lot of killing and like that you know there's just it's just it's it's brutal there's like a lot of brutality to it that i think like in other westerns that i like is kind of like spun in a comedic way yeah and this one mm. is like just straight up 
bleak, you know? Yeah. So, but that see, that's where I'm. That's what I'm saying about the soundtrack. Is I feel like the soundtrack like lightens the mood, and it would be a better Mm -hmm. movie if it wasn't didn't have this like cheery cowboy Mm -hmm. music just like bopping along. Yeah, here we are. Oh look, the Aborigines are being slaughtered. Woo! Yeah, (laughs) like it's just like very I don't know weird soundtrack. Yeah, but yeah, true. I agree. Could could definitely use some moments of a few more moments of levity tom Selleck, yeah. underrated comedic actor in my opinion mm. oh 100 percent. yeah that's for sure jared what do you have for uh, worst part yeah well my worst part it works well because i think it goes right into the the cut of scene at a scene um, yeah i think i would like to see uh alan rickman's character developed a little bit more like it's Love obviously him. clear that he's a bad guy yeah but he basically sends out henchmen to do all his dirty work oh yeah like I would much prefer to see some less development of his henchmen because those are some scenes where like his guys are like trying to be like that one kid's trying to be a hot shot. Yeah. Um, I like to see less of that and more of him actually being despicable and mean yeah. and yeah. rotten. Or maybe um, some more content on why he is the way he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll develop him a little bit more rather yeah. than just he's the, I love he's it. the bad guy. So, so that worst part, I think you know, add a scene, add a scene, more scenes with him. Give give Alan Rickman a little more, a little more okay. screen time. Look at this yeah. guy; he's got segues down. Love it, love it. He's a seasoned pro. I think Jared's yeah. better at better at uh, running a podcast than we are, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you want my job? <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Elijah, serious? Like, no, please take my job. No, please. <laughs> I'm trying to get off this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so you're adding mm. in some more uh, Alan Rickman. What are you What are you going to cut out to make that uh, make that ad? I think cut out some of the the banter between some of his henchmen. Uh, okay, they're kind of yeah. sitting there. Um, maybe even cut out maybe that the extended part of that scene where the Aborigines are falling off the cliff and they show all yeah. the bodies. Yeah, that is bottom, my like, we can we can kind of know that what happened. Like we yeah. saw them go off the cliff. Like, we don't need to see them all laying there. Um, dead so it's yeah. pretty it is pretty heavy yeah yeah if i was a good podcast host i would have transitioned just as nicely as jared had but <laughs> that's my, but that's my not. too. it's the same thing it's a you don't need that man it's like extra man really like brutal vicious horrible like, yeah i don't know it just it, well it's like Elijah said it like that doesn't fit with the motif you know yeah mm-hmm. It's tough because like stuff like that really did go on, you know. So it's like guess, you don't yeah. want to act like your movie is like taking place in some other world where like that's not like part of the reality. But at yeah. the same time, it is you know this is supposed to be like entertainment. You know, it's not like yeah. I don't know. It's a fine line. I guess it, it's there for all movies, but yeah, it is. It's a yeah. one like really <laughs> that's a heavy scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so if we, if you take that out, I think, uh, I'm, I also want to make the movie a little lighter. So obviously, so my ad scene, I want, I, I felt like this movie was lacking some really good Australians. Like it, it's almost like, yes. the movie. it's like filled with just like people that are like from, it's almost like New York city. It's like yep. people from all over the place yep. and they're like, Oh, you know, I'm from England and I'm from Ireland and I'm, and it's like, you know, maybe that's how it was in the eighties. Yeah, but I want freaking Crocodile Dundee, man. I want somebody yeah. out there with a big alligator necklace, Love it. <laughs> big cowboy hat, and I kind of want to see like a team up where you know maybe Quigley teams up with an Aussie That's great. and like an Aborigine. That's great, and they like put a plan together to take down yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, 
I love it. We're going to keep the transitions rolling here because that was actually my addition as Let's well. Go. I wanted a, wanted more Australian accents in this movie. You're going to make a movie in Australia and like only like three people have Australian accents. <laughs> so I, that's what I'm adding in. Only rather than someone to be on Tom Selleck's team, I want a rival sniper. So I want, mm. I want you know, oh, someone go. else to respond to the letter that Alan Rickman's character sent out. And so another sniper is going to come out Love and respond it. to it. And it's going to be played by the guy who's Crocodile Dundee. He's in this, we're yeah. putting him in this movie. So Love he's out, it. he's out <laughs> there as like, you know, a guy who's been, you know, born and raised in Australia. And uh, he's going to be tracking down, uh, tracking down Tom Selleck. And just like a little bit more of a even fight because the most of the time it's just Tom Selleck like stunting on a, Mm. Alan Rickman's henchman and he's just like taking him to town and wrecking him which is also very fun and very good and great but I think <laughs> another guy with like a strong Australian accent in there could you know it would just up the stakes a little bit more I guess you know yes I love that idea yeah, so maybe great. he gets the letter too and he comes in after you know they leave Tom Selleck out in the wilderness or whatever and think he's dead and that's when Alan Rickman brings on Crocodile Dundee or whatever. Something like that. That was my ad. So on the same page with you there. But um for so for my cut, so to make to make some room for this sniper, this rival sniper, uh the first thing I want to cut is the hair on uh Tom Selleck's chin. And just goes <laughs> go straight mustache. <laughs> so that that hair's getting cut off. That's what I'm cutting. <laughs> And uh, oh, that's terrific. At uh, at two hours, I think the movie's a little long. It's got to be an hour and a half. So there's a lot of scenes in the middle of just like sort of them wandering around in mm. uh, the the wilderness out in the outback. And then uh, when they go to the town, there's just like a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of fat there, a lot of stuff that doesn't mm. need to be there. So I'm gonna cut that out. Um, I was thinking about cutting the girl out entirely, but I don't know. I think she she helps with the stakes, and she's like an interesting character too. I think with mm-hmm. the um, just like her backstory, like you're saying, that's part of the heaviness of the movie. I think mm-hmm. a little bit is like her mm-hmm. PTSD or whatever, but that still is like I don't know. It makes her a more interesting character than just the typical damsel in distress. But so I'm I'm not gonna yeah. cut her out, but some of the like wandering around in there I wanna cut out and maybe replace with, you know, Tom Selleck mm-hmm. being hunted down by an Australian crocodile hunter guy with a sniper I rifle freaking love that. or something. I wanna see that movie so bad. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> awesome. So that's my cut and add. Yeah, I also feel like that scene where they he runs into the guys at the village and then mom dies. Yeah. Uh, there's like that there's like that yeah. consequence but then it's like just brushed over like yeah yeah that poor that poor kid they just they just sort of moved past it real fast yeah your mom died okay next thing yeah it's horrible i know he's then he's riding off with the guy's horse like so you lost your (laughs) wife and your horse it's brutal 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 week for that guy anyway so well on the note of adding a crocodile the crocodile dundee actor into this movie let's talk about recast the roles so that's that was the one i had and then I was also thinking about recasting the actress. Um, I was thinking, there's, so there's two directions you could go with this that would be interesting. You go two years older and do someone like Julianne Moore. I just mm-hmm. feel like she'd be like a little less um, loopy maybe and add some mm-hmm. more gravity to that character. 
Um, or alternatively, you can go two years younger than the current actress's age and you get uh, Sandra Bullock. Put Sandra Bullock mm. in this movie. I'm not like the Dang. biggest Sandy B fan, but I think she, she thinks she'd just be a little more interesting. I think she's a better actor actress than mm. the girl that's in this movie. So yeah. I don't know. Not to cut out like every woman that's in every movie, but I just think you, <laughs> I just think a different actress there could give the role a little bit more of the like some emotional heft that it didn't, it felt like it was missing, you know? Yeah. Just like 20% less loopy, you know? Yeah. So. All right. So I've used him before in a recast, but I think it could fill my, you know, Australian accent hole a little bit. Okay. Um, take out Alan Rickman. I think he, he's, he's a great actor. He, he's, he, did, he did a great job. He's a great actor. But you take Rip him out piece. and you put in someone like Mel Gibson. Ooh, okay. Have, it's like an automatic, like, you know this guy's the bad guy. Like, he's okay. just, he's just like, it, the only tricky part is that, like, you have to give him a lot of lines, you know? He's got a lot of dialogue and Mel yeah. Gibson isn't like, he's more of like a Tom Selleck guy where he's just lets, lets the body language do the talking. But um, I think he would have been, you know, I just love Mel Gibson. And I think he would have been a great bad guy, psycho, genocidal yeah. killer. I'm thinking of, like, you do, like, a little bit, you could incorporate some of his uh, lethal weapon character. This guy who's just, oh, yeah. like, unhinged and a crazy person, yeah. only going, he's, like, unhinged and crazy in a bad way. Whereas yeah. the lethal weapon guy is, like, still a good guy. But, yeah, I love that. Love it. Get Mel in here. Crazy Mel. Yeah. So I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because I said <laughs> give Alan Rickman more, more screen time. Now you're, uh, now I'm you're also, a true, you're that, that's what a true member of Loose Concept would do. We do nothing better perfect. than uh, contradict ourselves constantly. I'm going to pull Alan Rickman and I was thinking Gary Oldman would be, Oof. would play okay. a more diabolical kind of yeah. um, bad guy. Top ten, uh, like, act, top ten actor for Rudy, right there. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. I'm thinking is the kind of the same role as he did in the the what's that, the Book of Eli with uh, Denzel Washington. Okay. He's like the little oh. uh, guys in charge of the city, and he's like yeah. totally obsessed with trying to get this weapon, and so the wasteland yeah, think, king. Yeah, I think that would be that kind of character. That kind of well, you would do well. I dig it. Um, also, very good at. Uh, Acting as an unhinged person, probably because yeah. he is unhinged in real life too, like like Mel Gibson. But yeah, no, I dig that. <laughs> I'm always down for, down for putting more unhinged actors in movies. <laughs> in my Hollywood, unhinged unhinged actors never go without a job. <laughs> it's easy when you're not the one making the movie because you don't have to deal with yeah. unhinged people being you have to unhinged. Deal with the guy. Yeah, the psychopath, yeah. the psycho. <laughs> you just get get to experience the benefits of it. I love yeah. it. This, I think, that's a better movie. With all our recasts taken into account, yeah. I think we have, we come out with a better movie. I think so. Moving on to miscellaneous notes, thoughts, questions. My first miscellaneous. I have a few, but my first one is a uh, Ben Mendelsohn surprise in this. I don't know if it's his first role, one of his first roles. He plays the uh, young redheaded henchman who uh, notably went on to be play the bad guy in like a ton of movies. Captain Marvel and wow. uh, a Robin Hood movie. He was in Rogue One, a Star Wars Rogue story. That's right. um, that show Bloodline. 
He's been in a been in a ton ton of stuff. Usually a villain. So this maybe this is where he got got kicked off as being a being a villain. Interesting. I love that. Like the first role, young kid. Yeah, it's thing. it's kind yeah. of bizarre though because he is an Australian and they had him playing a uh, Irish person. So their one opportunity <laughs> to have like an actual Australian in this movie with an Australian accent, and they're like, "Nah, be Irish." <laughs> That's such a dumb take. What a stupid <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, bad I choices. Hate that so much. Bad choices Why by the directors that? on that one. But I uh, just thought it was interesting to see a very, very young Ben Mendelsohn in this. Um, mm-hmm. My my other note was Quigley needs to trim his fingernails. Very long, long fingernails on uh, <laughs> Matthew Quigley at the beginning of the movie. So uh, if you are if you haven't watched this the movie yet. Um, something to just point out the, the opening <laughs> s- sequence, and then lastly, a question: Why didn't the Aborigines do the like surround the uh, bad guys' ranch thing sooner? <laughs> 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 they have all these people. And they have this move in their back pocket, and they're just like, "Nah, not yet. We're gonna wait until the very end. Now, now we're doing it." Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, good question. That's a great point. <laughs> no or was idea. it supposed to be some sort of like illusion? Is that what all the smoke was about? I don't know. Just some, just something I was sort of perplexed at. Pretty much any time this happens in a movie is like where the the good guys rally and all of a sudden pull out some super weapon. It's like, why didn't you just do that from the beginning? But uh, I guess that's <laughs> movie making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I got a quick addition to my Jeremiah Johnson take. There was also a thing I caught where during that scene where uh, the ladies in the ca- crazy core is in the cave with the dingoes attacking. The dingo. She starts singing this song. And I was like, I've heard that somewhere before. And it's Yes, We Will Gather at the River. That song was in Jeremiah Johnson. Really? Sung by the crazy lady. Yeah, it was sung by the crazy lady when she buried what? her family. You're right. And I was like, holy cow. So I think they like, Blowing my you know, mind. They obviously did that on purpose. Um, and then the last thing is right off the bat, when he comes off the boat, the amount of leather goods that Matthew Quigley gets to tote around and take advantage of, I'm just like super jealous to be able to like, have the saddle and the vest and everything. It's just awesome. It's just a bunch of leather to go with his leathery face. <laughs> That's the right. Leather. <laughs> Jared, you got any miscellaneous thoughts? Oh, uh, just the, at the end of the movie, um, when he's buying the ticket to go back home, yeah. and the guy like pulls, like starts pulling the gun, and sees the wanted poster. Like, I didn't quite understand why they still had a wanted poster. Uh, if the army was going to leave him alone, because the Aborigines had surrounded the place. Yeah. Um, because then, if they really wanted him, they could just drag him down later and and got him. So. <laughs> Well, maybe that's that's point. Like, it's, it's the outdated wanted poster from when uh, <laughs> Alan Rickman's character <laughs> originally yeah. requested it. Oh, there you go. But he hasn't put it. He yeah. hasn't like retracted it yet because it's the Wild West. There's no internet. <laughs> it takes forever. <laughs> takes take him a whole year to get rid of a. Yeah, that guy's not wanted anymore. He's cool. Guy, yeah. He's all right. <laughs> Can you imagine how yeah. many people were shot like back then <laughs> that were actually? Fine? No, we cleared it up. We cleared we it cleared up. up. Well, yeah. well, I saw He's this poster done. on this church. <laughs> Something to think uh, about. I also also like the the end there with the revolver where uh, Alan Rickman's character was so confident that he didn't know how yeah. to use it. Yeah. And he uh he schooled him on it. Love a good old good old fashioned shootout. One of one of the things I like best about this movie is that the good guy is the best at everything. I hate when 
I like. I think I'm on record as saying I hate when they make the good guy like some like weak guy, or where he has some like fatal weakness, where like he's in every fight and he's losing every fight until the last second or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. nothing more than a good guy who's just the best <laughs> at everything and just destroys the bad guys. It's my favorite thing. I want all my all my good guys in all my movies to be just like that. And so that's one of the like best parts about this movie is it's like it's never in doubt that like he's the best. I feel like that's an adjacent take to my like. I want my bad guys to be bad. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It sort of is. I don't know if that means that we're like stupid people who like just can only (laughs) contemplate movies in the simplest of terms. That's definitely what that means. Hey, simplicity is beautiful, man. Yeah, we make things too complicated. It gets gets lost. Before we go, got to break out a classic segment here. Dork of the Week. Who do we got? I don't know. I was trying to think. I thought one would come to me when I said Dork of the Week. <laughs> um, We're going to give Dork of the Week to... Um, I think it's also... It might also be the British guy who gets pwned by uh, <laughs> Quigley when he's like, we sent him oh, back to England. Something about yeah. like all the ne'er-do-wells or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, the West is full of nothing but... Out- or he talks about America. He's like, America's full of nothing but outcasts and... You know, any any, like, any chance you can get to dunk on British people, I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than uh, bringing up the Revolutionary War. <laughs> chance you get to any that. point, two hundred years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when we kicked you guys out? Ah, good old days. <laughs> love it. Anyway, Dork of the Week is that guy, the British soldiers. They're all a big collective dork of the week for all of them. <laughs> Nerds, the redcoats. Red Dorks of the week. Well, before we wrap it up, top 20. I guess we've already went over Jared's list, so uh, it's not on not on Jared's list. Rudy, does it knock anything off yours? No, it doesn't, but very good movie. Very yeah. good. Yeah, great movie. It doesn't for me either, but... Uh, I always have a have a soft spot in my heart for Tom Selleck and his great mustache. Just all the best mustache I think of all time. That's a debate right there. It might I might be. Whose is better? Most enduring for sure. I don't know. Dick Dick Strawbridge. Dude, Dick. Well, that's that's like obviously. I'm talking about actors. <laughs> greatest actor mustache. <laughs> Strawbridge's mustache. Noted friend of the program, <laughs> Dick Strawbridge. Yeah, it's uncomparable. No, I think uh, think Celix is better than Dick Strawbridge's. Wow, it's, it's hot take. perfect. Yeah, Dick Strawbridge's is like it's an out of control mustache. It's like, all right, you're go- you've gone too far. It's out of control. <laughs> no, I feel like it's the it's it's at the precipice of out of control. But <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> also, like sneaky great mustache in this movie, Alan Rickman. Yeah, not a not a you know he, obviously. You know, you're in a movie with Tom Selleck to like grow a mustache in a movie where Tom Selleck is playing opposite you is just take some serious cojones. But uh, you got to respect uh, Alan Rickman for going for it, you know? Yeah. And it's 100% real, real mustache, nothing fake about it. So love it. Respect to Alan Rickman for, for trying it. Well, that about wraps it up. Jared, thank you again mm. for coming in. Yeah. Uh, pinch hitting for sean this week thanks jared we appreciate yeah. it it's been fun to see the be- little behind the scenes and see how you guys uh put these things together 
See the process, the method to the madness. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we love having you on. Be thinking about uh, what what you want to talk about on your next appearance. It's going to be... uh, definitely be happening some point down the road so all right thanks yeah, again all, all the tom Selleck uh, movies and- <laughs> <laughs> there's only there a, yeah he's only been in a few like actual movies the rest of them are like sort of straight to video uh rando yeah. like western <laughs> movies yeah which i'm not opposed to doing because no one everyone knows no one loves a bad movie more than i do but i don't know love yeah, tom we'll Selleck. so we'll all right well all right. thanks to jared Thanks to uh, everybody for listening. Um, remember, rate, review, subscribe, whatever. Do all that stuff on the on the Apple Podcast. Shouts again to Sean. Sorry he couldn't make it this week. I think this puts it uh, the uh, missed episodes. It's a tie now. Rudy's missed two and Sean's missed two. So, uh, yeah, we got to get you to miss one and then uh, <laughs> make us feel better. <laughs> I mean, that'd I'm, be, I'm that'd done. Be interesting. I'm down to take off next week. You guys can uh, just ride without me next week. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, nah. Never, no, never mind. Speaking of next week, next week on the podcast, as we alluded to earlier, we're going to be talking about the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio um, classic. I don't know. We don't know if it's a classic because nobody on this podcast has seen it. Yeah. Psychological thriller. Yeah. Psychological thriller Shutter mm. Island next week so could be good could be bad i don't know never seen it so if it's trash it's trash and we will uh address it accordingly but um yeah so put that into your movie queue on netflix or whatever your watch list and uh yeah for next week's episode um if you oh i forgot to talk about the shirts if you want a shirt go to bonfire.com slash lose concept for t-shirts bonfire.com slash lose concept two for sweatshirts or long sleeves and uh yeah that's pretty much it jared you're gonna have to fill in for sean here remember to always well, keep it loose for sean keep it conceptual no got a boy rudy you gotta go first oh I said rudy was too busy he talking keep... he dropped the ball there dog. Okay. i was saying keep oh, it. i was gonna say i was hoping we'll i would be able to say keep it conceptual <sighs> but that's why uh, we held it together for a whole podcast and it's falling <laughs> falling apart now <laughs> I was told in my contract that I would be able to say keep it conceptual. <laughs> when Sean's not here, Rudy gets the conceptual one. No. All right, all right, do it over. Ready? Remember. Remember to always keep it loose. Keep it loose. Keep it conceptual. There we go. I drink your milkshake. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. A sack of wine. No, yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. I live my life. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere.